Hey guys, welcome to part two of our episode series that I'm I've yet to call, but <laughs> let's continue. We were actually talking about celebrities, social media, um, mm. so consumed in all of that. Here's the thing that I always like try to tell myself is I never pay attention to the who the person is. I always pay attention to the make or the creation of what they did. So if it's a song, I only know the song. I will not know who the singer is. Mm -hmm. If it's a movie, I do not want to know who any of the actors' names are, unless it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, love him. Love <laughs> yeah. him. Literally love Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> but like, for so long, I've just like, I never realized, but I'm not trying to bash anybody, but for music, like, for example, The Weeknd, a lot of mm -hmm. it is very repetitive. And there's mm -hmm. so much more music that you can discover outside of that, that mm -hmm. just opens your mind to a whole new world. And that's yeah. why I'm bringing this into this conversation is because there is literally so much out there that we have yet to discover that comes from books, movies, music, uh, literally fucking outings, anything, people that you meet, there's like millions of people in the world that you're going to meet and they're all going to be so different from each other. You're going to have so much different life events. It's all about being open and not being so stuck on this repetition. Because yeah. if they, for example, The weekend only wanted to make music for the money, okay? That's kind of fucked up because, like, you would think that The weekend really cares about his music, as, as does Drake, as does, like, I don't know... I don't know these celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't be knowing names <laughs> right now. Rihanna, gosh, uh, my woman. Um, <laughs> you always love Rihanna. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, there's there's those types of people also. But imagine how much money they're making just by you listening to the same shit that they constantly do. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is if it was someone's um, ambition to make the money more than the music, then sure, listen or pay more attention to who that person is, I guess, if that's what you really want out of life. But you're really wasting your time mm. on really structuring your whole life and your being into somebody that you don't even know and somebody wow. that doesn't really care about you either mm. and they're just constantly getting that money no matter what you do so mm. the thing is instead of listening to drake's new like freaking song that sounds the same oh my god everyone's <laughs> gonna hate me after this yeah no one's gonna listen to the last bit of this podcast episode no canadians don't you dare say that in toronto they'll come for you <laughs> All 99% of my friends, like, will destroy me after this goes out. <laughs> so, oh my, but honestly, like, the thing is, is, would you rather keep listening to the same shit or do you want to open your mind and discover a new thing? Mm. 
So that's what I believe in life in general. So it's something, right? See where I'm getting. (laughs) I see. I know where you are headed. (laughs) So see, when you're in a constant repetition of the same thing and you're constantly put in the same environment that you're used to, why are you staying there? Why don't you discover something new? Why don't you try something different? There's so much out there that we don't know. That's why I love science so much. Oh my gosh. And you know, like our brains, the more that we repeat tasks and stay in our comfort zone, stay doing the same things, um, the more that we get used to it and the more that it literally becomes automatic to do the same things. But um, we actually like internally as humans have this desire to expand and to do more and to innovate and create and um, when you are stuck in those same repetitive patterns and can't get out of them, it can become so, so hard. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the week, um, the week or two that I went out and met new people every day? Yes. Oh my God. I don't know how you did that. Like, <laughs> I was such like a person that just locked myself in my room and like Dia was just like, out meeting new people always like I was just like gotta expand man (laughs) how are you meeting these new people how are you getting all these dates like (laughs) I can't even freaking get a guy to say hi to me like what (laughs) What? oh my god like the thing is is dear you're so outgoing and um you you always just know what to say in my opinion which is not always well, to me, you're perfect. Oh, to me, you're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing is, it was just like you always had this uh, huge power in getting people to be your friend and have that connection with you. Mm. I was never able to do that. You would say hi to strangers on the street and I would be like, okay hi that's what we do in nova scotia when you see someone here like that was the weirdest thing about toronto for me like is that no one says a thing to you like you could go your whole day and not talk to anyone and see like thousands and thousands of people it's wild same yeah but the thing I noticed is like when you actually go out of your way to make a connection with the person that's like begging your groceries or giving you your coffee, like now uh, down at the coffee shop down the street, um, I actually told her today that we're moving downtown out of this neighborhood and she was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I like didn't even want to tell her because like I just love going down to the coffee shop and it's just such a normal thing for me to do and like just say hi to the people working there and like always like ask them about their day and their dogs and like you know what I mean because the thing is like we are humans and um we're we're like spiritual beings like we want to connect we want to share we want to experience together and like know that that we're all interconnected so we don't feel so alone even though like sometimes it feels like we want to keep our guard up and you know what I mean not letting anyone in but what I've realized over my life I've done both I've done the like be super outgoing be like really nice to people and put myself out there and then I've done the like stay in my shell like 
um, think that the world's like doing its own thing, but I'm my own person and I don't need no one. <laughs> and the thing is that when I am my happiest, I am fully open. I'm vulnerable. I'm nice to everyone. You know what I mean? And so I think that, yeah, I think that we thrive off that connection. And the more that you allow yourself to connect, the more that you'll realize that you truly do enjoy it. That's so true. And I feel like you were one of the biggest inspirations to me when it came to that. Like I'd always <laughs> think, um, oh, Dia would say hi to this person. So I, <laughs> so I just say hi to people down the street and when, I love that. And when Ella and I moved in together, um, we would always like start going on walks together, just like how you and I did. And um, I'd always be like, Kate, Dia always would say hi. So I'm just going to make it my mission to just say hi on that walk. <laughs> I see it. I just always do that. And I would think about you. And I'm like, wow, this woman just changed my life. <laughs> doesn't it make your day better though like when you're just making friends with random people like I oh I have to tell you this story so I went to um a, a restaurant it was a Vietnamese restaurant and I went to get pho I love pho <laughs> that actually the restaurant I went to is actually called I love pho <laughs> yeah it's perfect for me <laughs> I'm yeah no since I moved to Calgary like there was a lot of restaurants there that I tried and I just love Vietnamese food I just love all different types of food but my family is really multicultural and um just trying any food I'm just like okay I love it <laughs> like your mom brought us food remember and I was like oh my gosh you remember that I remember so good <laughs> oh I remember when your mom and dad would come to the hospital and we would play chess that was the first time i've ever played chess no no, no. you oh. taught me chess i did I teach you chess Scrabble. yes for the first time with my family <laughs> so that was like hey you should take be so proud because i'm like a chess master now no way no way I say that. I love that. Me. <laughs> we have to <laughs> we have to play a game against each other. Honestly, yo, do not teach me or else like I will destroy you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like when you taught me and then I finally beat you. Finally. Man, that was then, a hard day. Yeah. Oh, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then the other guy, I don't know if you remember him. Oh, I remember him. I was playing chess with him until I taught you how to play chess. Bitch, this hoe was friends with everyone at the crazy hospital. <laughs> <laughs> she was friends with everybody. And it was amazing because, like, the thing is, when I was there, I just, like, wanted to. You wouldn't be alone. I oh, yeah, you wanted nothing to do with anyone else. It was very obvious. I was like, I seen you and you just had a book. I was like, I can talk to her, I guess. <laughs> I feel like I'm I was just like such a reserved person. I didn't yeah. talk to anybody on the regular. So mm -hmm. uh, when Viv came, it was like, she just became friends with all these people. And I was just like sitting there 
And I, I think I was there before you too. And I had no idea who anyone was. And you just like showed up out of nowhere, just like talking to everybody. I think the one time, the first time I actually witnessed or saw you was you were in a heated argument or you were like crying to the nurse or somebody. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, do I need to go to my room? Like, is this just... Wait, was that before I moved in with you? Like right before? Before. Mm-hmm. okay so I that was the first time since I got there because I got there and I was obviously like super drained but when you get admitted to the hospital like it takes hours and hours and hours and then like by the end of it you're kind of like ooh, like I just like tired and drained and whatever and then I got in and I got settled and I had my own room and then I um yeah, like they told me I had to move into the other room. And for when I was in my own room, I was like, fine. I was like, just doing my coloring books. I'd go out and say hi to people if I needed to just in my room if I wanted to. And then when they told me I was going into the room with you, I was like, I think that was when it really hit me where I was. And it really was just like, I don't have control. And I'm just in this situation and what is the situation and it made me really uncomfortable and I just started like crying and I remember I literally sat on the floor like at the end of the hallway and I just like cried until my dad came and he actually came like because um he was coming by anyways and he saw me and he was like she's not doing too good (laughs) and um he basically just like was there for me and helped me get into the room and then when I got there you were you were really normal and I was like huh this might not be that bad (laughs) and then it was like the best thing that had happened to me ever so it was wonderful reason to be a bitch unless you're a bitch (laughs) (laughs) I was just hey that was like the best thing that happened to the both of us and I'm so yeah like you're literally my sister and I don't know what I'd do without you. I have like I I don't know what I would have done if that yeah didn't happen. Like I'm so so fucking grateful. <laughs> I love you so much. you. <laughs> do you wanna talk about um like how you got admitted and why? Um Yes. Yes. Um, okay. But I didn't finish my faux story. Oh my God. I was at I Love Faux and then I just like met this person. Like, have you ever met a person and like, you're like, I was supposed to meet you today. And I just met a guy and it was like the nicest conversation. And he actually, he complimented my braids. And at first, like, I was like, oh, because, like, a lot of the time when, like, you get compliments on, like, your hair as a black woman, it's kind of like, okay, like, you know what I mean? You just, like, roll your eyes. <laughs> it's going to change tomorrow. So, you know what I mean? And so it's just, like, um, it's a lot. But uh, in that moment, he was actually um, relating to me and resonating because he was saying that he loves, like, he had a traditional headwear that he was wearing um, because of his religion. And he was, telling me that um that a lot of the time people give him a hard time about it about the fact that he chooses to express himself and how um how no matter what anyone 
whatever say like how much he would rather express himself than like than anything else like he'd so much rather express himself and take every bad comment than not express himself and it was like such an eye-opening thing and I thought it was so interesting that I was at this restaurant and I was standing in line and it was just like one of those conversations that you have and you're like oh my goodness, like I needed to have this conversation. And um, I think a lot of the conversations in my life actually that were pretty eye-opening happened from like complete strangers. And so the thing is like always go to your way to talk to people, to make friends, to open yourself up because you can learn so much about the like the world around you just by being friendly, you know? Yeah. I- Man, I 100% agree because I'm like a firm believer in everybody that you meet will teach you something. Mm-hmm. And like you personally have taught me so, so much. And me too. Um, and it's like you've taught me how to truly, really take care of myself and love myself for who I am. Because that's the number one thing that I struggled with. And you, for some reason, you were really, really good at giving that advice and showing <laughs> that enthusiasm. Yeah, you're literally <laughs> making me cry. Yourself. <laughs> oh my God. And the thing is, wow, she never does this for herself, but she's always trying to work on herself. Always. Everything that she does on a daily basis is something to just improve herself on. And whenever I was going to the gym or whenever I would like try to eat healthy, Viv did all this and she literally almost destroyed her well-being because of the mental health issues that she's been going through um, every day, especially the people that just bash you on a daily basis it's Mm -hmm. like all of that constantly coming at you out of nowhere 24 Mm -hmm. 7 is just fucked up (laughs) and like the fact that you still came to me at the end of the day and you would always listen to me and listen to everything that I had to say and just give me advice about all the stuff that I needed to hear and it just meant a lot. You mean so much to me. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I could be there. Because <laughs> you truly were there for me. <laughs> and like helped me get through so much. And I think having you there. Like going through something so similar. Was like so helpful for me. Because through like seeing that and being like you know it's like you will feel better if you do this then it forced me to do it too you know and I wasn't always good at taking care of myself but like (laughs) for some reason like I just wanted to take care of you so bad and that's part of like my um like my (laughs) issues that I'm working through is the needing to fix everyone outside of me but I think that us being together was truly like a blessing and I am so grateful for it (laughs) like so grateful (laughs) I just I just like see the journey that we had together and 
all the craziness that like we endured together man <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna talk about a funny thing let me tell you guys something there was a certain time when Dio was getting phone calls from like oh my gosh yeah and oh my gosh like all day she was like telling me she was freaking out she's like someone's coming after me someone's literally out to get me and well there was someone that was kind out to get me (laughs) like like, there was that wasn't the fuck it would I'm fine. I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm good. I'm grateful. <laughs> but there's like so many crazy people out there. So we ended yeah. up getting sketched the fuck out. Um, we didn't even want to like show ourselves. We had a huge ass um like door balcony thing, and so anyone who was just standing on the street could see inside. <laughs> and we closed all the curtains. We just ran oh in the room, just locked myself. We locked all the doors and just locked my ourselves in my room and I we like, held each other. And we just, I think we called the cops or something. Yep. Yeah. And so we hung up and we were just waiting and just praying that we don't die. Yeah. <laughs> and the private number keeps calling, keeps calling. And <laughs> Like we're literally gonna get murdered right now. We're literally getting murdered. Oh man. We never answered and so big loud ass knocking on the door and I'm like, oh my god. So <laughs> scary. It's either the cops or we're literally getting murdered. Yep. So yep. went I checked and it was the cop. Bro, they knock like they're about to fucking come in and go in. I know. Crazy. It's it's not like really a fun thing to witness. I don't know, like yeah, especially as a woman of color. Like honestly, it's stressful. Like it's cops give me anxiety. Like I don't like I don't like sirens. Like I just uh one big thing that I really recommend for the cops mm-hmm. out there is to if there's a panic call coming from the place that you're going to don't scare them even more like Mm. knock gently like don't fucking call from a private number and freak us out even more i know and just like they did everything to make it seem so sketchy but i think that's just what they do it's just and we were like at the end we're like oh my god it's these fucking cops that literally sketched us out the whole time except for the first call the first call was like real and then after that all the calls were just like (laughs) first call like i wasn't even there for that i don't even want to imagine what it was like you weren't there for it i think i was in my room and you were oh yeah and then i was like inas like are you freaking out and you're like oh my god this person's just coming out to get me and i'm like bro like what the fuck (laughs) yeah so that's like get our mind out of crying so much but that's just a crazy thing that we one of the crazy things that we went through and i can just only imagine all the other shit that we did together um all the time that we've had i I feel like all those talks is really what um, opened me up as a person and mm. started expressing myself more because of those. 
I just started realizing that if Dia doesn't really give a fuck about what these racist ass bitches are saying to her, I shouldn't give a fuck <laughs> what I do. I'm like, well, right. as long as it's a good thing, what I do on a daily basis. But I feel like I just kind of like started standing up for myself more and yeah. started learning about myself a lot. And the thing mm. is, not only did you teach me how to start taking care of myself, but because of all that crazy shit that we went through together, I got to see a side of you that not a lot of people get to see. No. <laughs> My shadow side. And I am so grateful that I got to be a part of your growth in your life because I'm a huge part. so honored to even have you here by my side because wow I could just see so many good things that are coming for you how do you feel about you <laughs> oh my god literally like I feel like you're as I said before like in previous episodes I was like a people pusher and I pushed people towards each other and forced mm-hmm. them to be friends mm-hmm. you are 100% <laughs> of those people that I really was like okay Dia perfect in everything oh my gosh literally definitely not in my eyes Dia was a goddess okay and I was like if I think she's a goddess everyone else is gonna think she's a goddess and like honestly (gasps) it was true (laughs) a few (laughs) but honestly it makes sense why some didn't work out and um, some of the other ones did and it really mm. made me open my eyes um and realize these friendships that I have and these people that I surround myself with whoever is really teaching me to love myself the most and to really love myself and to really help me not go back to that person that I used to be is like all I ask for whenever I come mm-hmm. to wake up on a daily basis, whenever I open my eyes, I'm just like grateful that I'm just like surrounded by friends like Dia, literally, mm-hmm. because it's so hard to find these days. It is. It is hard to find good friends. You think you know people, but you really don't. And mm-hmm. at times you really start to understand that when you start getting to know yourself, not only that, you're starting to get to know the people around you a lot more. And that really opens your eyes to a whole new world, you know? And that's why I say you learn so much from a lot of people. Like, even if it's a racist ass bitch, that's just coming at you for no reason. Which one are you talking about? I know, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which one? Which one? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Anyone. I feel like I've like put so many of those stories, like I've stored them so deep. I'm like, like I've, I've done a lot of work on them because it brought out a lot of anger in me. Actually, the first time I really had an angry outburst was, um, because of like, you know, when I, um, for those of you listening, um, one of the more, I guess, 
traumatic experiences <laughs> with racism I had was going to a party um, down southern Calgary. Like it was quite south of Calgary. So we're like really in the, you know, in the not city <laughs> in the country. And um, so I went to the country with one of my friends from school and she was very excited to show me around and um when I was there um no one really liked me much and I was just like oh like it's fine like I was just like I'm gonna drink my twisted teas it was like just after freshman year so you know twisted teas were the thing <laughs> and um I just got a new weave-in so I was like well I look great so that's not the problem here like I really was feeling myself that day it was all good and then um hours went by and nothing really happened and then no one was talking to me and then at the like Later that night, we were all sitting downstairs and um, at a table, and Inas knows this story, um, and there was a guy sitting across from me, a white dude, with, yeah, baseball hat on. He was just, like, chill guy, <laughs> and he asked me, so, like, what are you? <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, and I was like, what and he was like like what are you are you uh niger and then i was like uh well that's incorrect politically but i'm not gonna like, i was just like that's not really proper to say but and then he goes oh so you're a nigger and i straight up like was just like what did this my voice say <laughs> like i honestly was i'm from also like a place where um like i'm from like a city where there's a quite a strong black population here and um if i were to go to a party and have that said to me like people would be mad like people there would be a like fight or like it'd just be a big thing you know um and being there I was the only person um and I was other than one other girl um I was the only person of color and um de definitely we were different as well <laughs> but um uh yeah so then the rest of the night was people calling me a nigger and asking me about it and um it literally got to the point where I just, I remember like I just took my twisted tees and I walked upstairs, grabbed my shoes and went walking out into the middle of nowhere. And I just was like bawling my eyes out. I was like, how, how did that just happen? And in that moment, I really realized how privileged I had been to have not had an experience like that earlier in my life. Um, how much I had a warped view of the way that the world really was. Um, and it took me a really long time to accept and come to terms with the fact that people are always going to see my race and have an all likely have a negative subconscious belief because of the way that I look 
And it was just really hard for me to wrap my head around. And I remember on the way there, we were like listening to country music or whatever. And then the way back, I was like 21 Savage, like put on some Lauryn Hill. Like I was just like R&B, hip hop, get me something like <laughs> with a beat. Like I just, I felt so out of place. And I really realized that I had been putting myself in situations where I was just feeling out of place most of my life, really. And after that, I started to let go of, honestly, the need to please white people, which was really a liberating thing to let go of, because um, I don't know if you've ever experienced being a woman of color in a white workplace or school or family. Um, and it can be really difficult because white people do perceive things differently like than other people and they do have a different perspective. Everyone has a different perspective. However, unfortunately, because of the systemic racism so present in the world today, um, because of that, a lot of white people have these really, really negative beliefs about black um, and people of color, uh, indigenous people. And it's just really, it's really hard to overcome at times. But the thing is, I realized about that whole situation is you really got to free yourself. And once you stop create like living in that bubble of those rules of um, what they think you should be doing, once you break out of that and you start listening to what your inner knowing's telling you to do, you listen to what your heart's telling you to do, your spirit, then you can overcome anything and you can live in a world that gives you so much love even if you are facing racism on a daily basis. The world is still going to love you, um, even though it might not always feel that way. But the more that you give that love to yourself and it radiates outside of you, the more that you'll see it in the rest of your life. And that was the biggest thing I'd say that taught me is love over hate. <laughs> And you just got to meet these people that have these negative beliefs with some compassion. Because honestly, it is not an excuse. However, these things have been passed down for generations and generations. And that's why it's everyone's duty, I believe, living on the earth at this moment to look more into who they are. Um, how it affects the world around them, how their beliefs affect the world around them and their values, and then just seeing where you can maybe meet the world a little bit in the middle, you know? Love that. That's so true. Like, there's so much love in the world, and that's not a huge thing that a lot of people think about is... There's so much love. Yeah, and we often times it comes to us and we are always drawn to like the negative side of it and we're always like oh life sucks you know the world is just going in turmoil you know and it's just getting worse That's what it feels like exactly just like 
and there's like no hope for a lot of the people out there um and that's where suicides come in and that's where mm. a lot of like, fucked up shit comes with it mm. but the thing is is like we have to start understanding that instead of just leaning towards all of that hate and just helping promote it i think that's one of like the biggest things i really always see online is mm. people are literally posting murder online mm. and, and it's so traumatic for people to see exactly. like it's so it is not healthy for black people to see black people getting hurt and if you think about it like how would that make you feel you know what I mean it, like seeing someone that looks like you represented that way especially when we don't see ourselves represented in a good light as often because the lack of opportunities and yeah it's just like it can be so painful going through your stories and then all of a sudden just seeing someone just in pain like that I don't like the sharing of those no and the thing is is like we've really desensitized ourselves yes um to think that it's okay to see murder on mm. a day basis and see people struggling and hurting themselves although these feelings that are just hidden away we've become so desensitized and we need to break out of that the thing is is we are emotional beings and we are human mm -hmm. me as a person i think everyone closest to me like i can't watch gore at all like I, I need <laughs> yeah um, ella would just be like turn around don't look at this don't look at that turn away and i'm like oh, thank god because it's the thing is for me it's also a very traumatic thing and mm -hmm. which people don't understand is coming from a suicidal background when you see death it really like comes close to how you mm. felt back then when um, death was so close to you. And mm. literally you just open the door and death just comes and says hi. Like that's mm -hmm. how life is. Mm -hmm. And it's so normal for people now to share shit like that. And I yeah. don't understand what, what you gain out of, um, really traumatizing the nation even more by introducing all of this type of stuff to the world the thing that we can do is to really start to understand what is going on around in this yeah. world what's happening with um the asian community right now is insane and what we need to understand is what are we gonna do instead of just mm. like fuck around and just keep sharing Share things murdered like what are yeah. you doing like mm. post something more credible and post something more meaningful do not mm. use social media to get a message across that does not help people in mm. any and that's yeah. really something that i've been noticing because i'm someone that just can't handle that type of stuff i'm just yeah. 
I call me a pussy when it comes to like blood and all that type of stuff. But yeah, you can call me one too. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, we're not supposed to be used to it. No, no, we're not. And the thing is, you know, our minds, the more that we are focused on these things, the more that we create them, our imagination creates what we've known. And so like, how are you going to have a healthy day when you are like creating mental images of murder of like, and I think that the actual message should always be shared. Like we should always know what's going on in the world, but there is a way to do it. And I think that like the biggest thing that people can do to be an ally is to reflect inwards and to actually ask yourself, because I, as a black woman have asked myself many times and I continue to ask myself and I will ask myself like, what am I doing? How do my actions negatively affect the people, the world around me? And the thing is what a lot of people that grew up in like only white communities don't necessarily realize maybe um, from what I've observed, like they just don't understand that there's a whole other perspective. They don't un- actually understand how to take themselves out of their own perspective and sit with us and sit with our pain and sit with how it actually feels to be in our position and have that compassion. And I think that if we all had a little bit more compassion, kindness, love, um, and acceptance of ourselves and each other, that that is how we start looking to solutions, start saying, okay, instead of defending ourselves, like, like speaking to white people, instead of defending yourselves, maybe ask like, okay, this upset you. How can I do better? How can I learn from it? How did that upset you? You know what I mean? Yes. By like asking these questions and like actually learning from them, you can, you can then look to the solution and you can like find out a way to be better to the people around you because it is not okay if you are making little comments that hurt the people around you because they're not going to feel safe around you to be themselves, to express themselves, you know? And that's all I want for everyone to feel is that like they can express themselves and like feel safe to feel their emotions and to like say what they want to say and how they feel and you know what I mean? Just be. And that's that's the world that I want to live in in the future. Honestly, that's like the dream world. (laughs) All dreams, you know, if uh, we lived in like inception that's like the dream I would just stay stuck in. I've never seen Inception. Oh, bitch. After this, you're watching Inception. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm done. The best. It really does open your eye because we, we, it, it, there's a part in the movie where the, one of the main characters just wants to be stuck in this dreamlike state because that's where he feels happiest. And, mm-hmm. It's crazy because honestly, that's us on a regular basis. That's our us on in the daily lives. And we are so stuck with comfort. 
we really have to break out of a way to get rid of that comfort, to start changing ourselves, to start learning more, to start understanding what's going on in the world. Because mm. locked right now, like look at yeah. every person in this world. Everyone's a racist. I'm gonna just say that. <laughs> the real the 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 systems we've grown up in and around have literally implanted it in our subconscious. Like a hundred percent. Every every nationality I've ever been around has or had some type of racism. Oh my gosh, there is just so much out there that we don't understand other than the colors of our skin we right. are literally the same people yes we are exactly the same and this is why i love science so much is mm. the way or the place that you were placed on earth really depends on um has a lot to do with your skin color I don't know if a lot of people know that, but, you know, just because someone's black doesn't mean that they chose to be black, you know, just because someone's fucking born in Iraq doesn't mean they're a fucking terrorist, you know, like there's so much shit out there that a lot of people don't understand. And it's from culture to culture, like mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. culture is kind of shitty in their own way i'm just saying <laughs> we're all a little shitty in our own ways and mm -hmm. we all understand that we have to take a step back and understand that there's more to life there's more to people there's more to humans and there's so much more to learn about the universe around us it doesn't make sense but what does make sense is is how it like it got passed down and the thing is, it's like, it's so interesting because it, it wasn't actually like, it's not blatant right now, but it's so under the radar, radar, but like, it's so obvious to, I think, black people, like the BIPOC community, um, how systemic racism works, but because it's not blatant. Uh, the corporations and the big, like, you know what I mean, parties and all this stuff are like, oh, it's not a problem, you know what I mean? And so I think it's just really that reflection inward and, like, when someone says they have a problem with what you did or said or how you acted or how it affected you, like, just being like, huh, what could I do better to expand myself in this moment and to learn from this and to become a more inclusive, conscious, spiritual being that wants to make the world a little bit better, you know, instead of, like, defending yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I even, like, sometimes, well, actually, no, I can't really say that because I'm pretty, like, if I hurt someone's feelings, I'm like, how did I hurt your feelings? Please tell me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I've always been a little too much on that side of things, like a little hyper-conscious. But um, I think that if we have, like, this healthy amount of consciousness, um, that generally, like, the human consciousness will evolve. And um, that's what seems to be happening around us. And I'm excited to be, like, doing this kind of work and having these conversations and all of that, like, 
at this moment in time because I think a lot of people are healing and learning from their ways and their patterns and all that. And yeah, there's definitely an evolution happening out here. I am so happy that you look at it that way. And it's just um, keeping that positive energy about it, that positive mm -hmm. vibe, because as we talked about before, we really have to understand that there's so much good in this world. And yes, we have to just take it day by day, treat everyone mm -hmm. with because everyone is trying. And mm -hmm. if there isn't a person who's trying, I think you'll kind of, I'm not going to say you'll know, because to be honest, <laughs> he knows that person. So the thing is, in NLP, we learn that everyone actually is tr always trying their best with the current resources they've got, whether that's mental, physical, emotional resources. Everyone is trying their best and doing what they think is in the best interest of themselves. Exactly. And that's why you can't say like, because everyone is so different from each other. Everyone is struggling mm -hmm. in their own way mm -hmm. that you don't know what a person is going through on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And even if it's someone like Dia, who you see um, on the daily, who is just all smiles and looking all gorgeous and um, just giving the most positive advice always, there are hard times. And I know we mm -hmm. talked about this before, and there's so much struggle that we go through um, personally that not a lot of people see. And we aren't perfect and definitely we don't want to treat if we don't want to be treated a certain way, do not treat another person how you don't want to be treated. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think that was taught to us when we were young. Yeah. We just have to take that with us, grow with it, learn to be better humans. We're all the same. Yes. Right? Yes. You're so right. I'm so happy. And um, I know we're coming to an end to this uh, series. It became an hour long each. So, how's Oh, that? I love it. <laughs> so, um, I'm so excited for all this to come out. And I'm just like so excited and happy that we got to share um, literally how you came to be because who you are right now is just your most important self. That's what mm. matters the most. It's not mm. who you were back then. And mm. it's not you who you are going to be in the future because mm. that's going to come. It's who mm. you are right now. And that's what really affects your future. Right? Yes. So and I think that like, like your, your happiest self is always like right there. Like it's always so close. And like, as long as you focus on that happy self, like have faith that that happy self is there. Like I can be overly positive. Some people get annoyed with me sometimes because they're like, they just want to rant and I'm like coming back with the mindset tips. I'm like, but if you look at it this way, <laughs> you know what I mean? people sometimes need that, you know, but the thing is, I feel like there's enough people to vent to in this world, but there's not enough people to actually give you tips and tools on how to cope with your 
like things. And so I'm going to just give you tips and tools because if you want to vent to someone, go to someone else. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you feel your best right now. And if you need a moment to sit with your feelings, that is honorable and welcomed. But at the same time, after you're done sitting with your feelings, I'm a, I'm gonna help you figure out how to get, <laughs> let, let go of them and release them. And I think that um, letting go of those emotions is just so important. It's helped me so much. And so, yeah, definitely like don't hold on to things and like, don't hold on to the hurt or the negativity, just like seek to see the positive. And the more that you do, the more it comes back to you. It's true. Literally. And the thing is, is uh, what Dia's doing right now is uh, so amazing. And I really hope that you guys go on um, Flame and and kind of look at all the stuff that she does and what she talks about and what she preaches because I truly believe everything that she says is life-changing and oh my gosh. <laughs> I kind of want you to tell us a little bit about that before we go because um, <laughs> what are you going to be doing now what uh, where can people find you how can people how can people come talk to you and uh, oh my gosh, yes. everything? I would love to talk to y'all. Send me a DM. Um, you can find me at Flame and Flow or at Dia Orengo, O-R-E-N-G-O. But, um, Ines and I follow each other, so you can find me there too. Um, and so I am in, uh, I'm in training. I'm just wrapping up my training to become an NLP practitioner, neuro-linguistic practitioner. Um, so understanding the manual of the mind, um, as well working with the conscious and subconscious mind. Um, in NLP, that's what we do so that we basically understand um, how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. And uh, we take a safe space where we can help you release any emotions, anything that you've been holding on to, anything that's been holding you back. Um, and then I'm also going to be certified as a hypnotherapist at the same time and a life and success coach. So I'll be practicing all three of those things. Currently, I am a mindset coach and um, I'm accepting like clients and everything at the moment. So if you want to have a chat about working together or anything like that, my DMs are always open. And if you just want to talk and <laughs> and like say hi, I'm so down to meet you and I'd love to. So thanks for stopping in today. <laughs> this was so fun. This was such an amazing talk and conversation. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. Thank you. You I'm so honored. Gosh. Honestly, I really hope you can come back for future episodes. And I would love to. Yeah, I'd love that. And honestly, there's so much more amazing things that are going to come. And I'm so happy that Dia's part of my journey in all of this. And she's such a gigantic part in my life. And I, I'm so grateful that you guys got a chance to finally meet her. You guys are going to really be meeting such important people in my life and this is one of the most important ones so thank i love you. you so much i'm so grateful for you so grateful thank you for having me <laughs> i'll see you guys in um the next episode 
I love you so much. And go check out Dia's stuff. She's got everything for you. Hi. She is amazing. We love you so much. <laughs>